Hey, everyone. This podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman by heading over to patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y Unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. Getting that energy Woo! back, reclaiming it. Yep, yep. Reclaiming Trying to get my energy, energy up. Oh we're yeah, recording a myself. podcast at the end of the yeah. day. Burning my arm, burn it, gonna burn yep. my arm. Yep, shoving my hand into glass. Yeah, <laughs> chewing on staples. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's such a good. That's such a good office tip, though, yeah. for staying awake. Yeah, no. If if you're if you're low on like no dose or there's no caffeine around, you just uh, you know pop some some staples or some thumbtacks uh, into your mouth. Yeah. Just chew them up. Give them a little chew. Oh. And if you if you really need to <laughs> swallow them, then you have the anxiety of knowing that your stomach is you know mm-hmm. probably uh, that'll keep you up. For, it'll keep you up for days. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly. definitely a day's worth of anxiety and panic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hello, yeah. everyone. Hi. What <laughs> another episode of Hypecast? Hypecast. Oh, it's the show where we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm your co-host Tom Ryman. I'm your other co-host David Bell. And I'm guest Starlene Hodge. You are! Welcome, Star. <laughs> How are you? I'm good, you know, same old. I mean, yeah. you know, weird pandemic shit, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, we're all just sort of waiting to get, you know, yeah. shut back down Locked again. back inside again. Pretty much. I, I, yeah, I was talking to Hannah about this, is that, like, it would have been remarkable if we didn't. Like, I'm not saying it's good, and there's a lot of people who suck in the country, but, like, it would be pretty remarkable if the pandemic was over. That would be that would be something. Like, it makes sense that we're going to have to deal with more bullshit for, like, probably a few more years. It'll oh, yeah. It'll be back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is definitely, like, a five-year-ish problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's still not, like, I'm not excusing people's behavior. But even if everybody did really well, it would still probably be a problem. It'd be less of a problem. But yeah, I I don't know. I I think people shouldn't be we'd, bummed about it. We'd because... be on a way faster. There are, uh, there are plenty of other countries that are were at where we are right now last summer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we weren't great, but uh, the fact that we aren't great is part of I think it to an extent. I don't know. I I don't know why I'm trying to make excuses. <laughs> I the point is that I I don't think people should be as devastated as they probably are just don't, uh, never, it's, I guess. It sucks <laughs> never have high expectations just keep them keep them low yeah keep them i mean yeah. it's it, it you know it depends uh you know it just depends <laughs> keep those keep those eyes on the dirt you know and then and then uh be pleasantly surprised when there's not dirt right I, yeah I, no, that's I, that's, yeah, that's yeah. how i've lived my entire <laughs> life uh 
It's fine, guys. Yeah. How, how, is that is that the extent of our how are we doing section? Yeah. I think so. Okay. I think that's good enough. I think that's all they deserve to hear. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's let's thank some producers then. Uh, let's let's get right to it. Let's let's big big shout out to children love the meat, Millie. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. I bet they do. Yep. Thank you to Grumblebee. Thank you very much. Thank you to Duck Garby. Thank you, Duck. Thank you to Screaming Horse Pyramid. Thank you to Del Griffith, the Shower Curtain fella. Thank you to, thank you to Lef. Thank you to Seismic Charge Noise. (laughs) Thank you to Jake. Thank you to uh, Numino Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis Jones. Thank you very much. Thank you to the baby from Eraser Head. Thank you to Chiz Lily Tits. <laughs> Thank you to these seven bees. Oh, yeah. Thank you to Breezy, Ruizy. Mm-hmm. Big thank you. All right, let me jump in here. Thank you to Davey Francis for the revenge. Thank, thank you to you. MVB. Thank you to Chester's thank Prophet. You. Thank you to definitely <laughs> you. not Guillermo del Toro. Thank, thank you to you. Brian, who Tom knows. Yes. Thank you to Bob Grenville. Yes. Thank you to Steven. Yeah. Thank you to Down Home Chicken. Thank you to Han Toomey, the Confused Cyborg. Also, yes. Thank you to Asking Seven. Yeah. Thank you to Happy Ed 209. Thank you. Thank you to Tom and Dave for good writers. Follow them at Collider and some more news. Not wrong. They're not wrong. Thank you to Tiger George Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Thank you. Uh, And thanks to Dan Hackroyd. Thank you. Yes. All right, let's jump into this week's uh, delicious crop of trailers. We got we got a lot of trailers. We got a know? lot of trailers. Uh, this first one might be the most confounding trailer I have ever seen in my entire life. I That's was, why it's here. Yeah, oh, I was real surprised by this. It, <laughs> it's not it's not like this is getting a lot of buzz. I just saw it and I was like, well, we're going to have to talk about <laughs> this trailer. And this is for C.I. Ape. First of all, great name. Nailed it. Nailed it on the name. Solid right? pun. They understood one half of making a, a, a monkey movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the yeah, second yeah. half of making a monkey movie is to use a monkey. Right. But instead, what CIA has done <laughs> is uh, CGI a photorealistic chimpanzee in just doing the things that you would normally see a real chimp do. Like it's like I, picture the movie Ed with that chimp that plays baseball, only they've replaced it with a CGI chimp that still does behaves like a real chimp, and that's CI ape. Yeah, listen. Why I'm is gonna, the monkey <laughs> CGI? I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend it. Uh, I want to defend it because one, I think the CI ape is probably gonna do stunts like CI ape stunts. Well, then that's where the it's CGI have gunfights. Well, here's the other thing. The stories I have heard about Hollywood monkeys are dark. Sure. <laughs> like the way to train an ape is a dark process. They don't like it. Then they don't want to do it. Then why make this movie? The I, only yes. appeal that these because movies have is that they have real monkeys wearing stupid costumes and doing dumb bullshit. Well, because you still got to have an ape you got to tell the story of the CIA. That's true. You can't. Yeah. Mm. Um, I just think <laughs> <laughs> what we're seeing 
is we're seeing the rise. This is what I think is interesting. Is that um, and sorry, I'm I, I'm I'm coming in strong with this because I have big thoughts on this one. Big big thoughts. Um, it's interesting to see badly done Rise of the Planet of the Apes style CGI. Um, it's better though. Like what I think is remarkable is that this shitty movie, the special effects in it would have been revolutionary at one point, right? It would have blown your fucking mind. Correct. Yes. And it's interesting to see that it's getting better and better to the point that our shittiest of movies still has pretty... O- like, there's moments of this where it does, in fact, look like a, C- a real CIA. ape. Uh, mo- not a lot of movies, or moments, uh, but a couple stills here and there, you know what I mean? Like, we're getting there. Mm-hmm. I feel like... Uh, what about the in-between? They could have used a puppet? A they could have used a puppet. A puppet monkey... I would have been way more on board. <laughs> yeah, or like a person in a suit. Give me that. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. These are all good options. It's like it's um, it's making the it's like making air buddies without actual puppies to me this yes. movie. It's it yes. confounds me that they've made a I movie guess... about a wacky chimp who's a secret agent and it's not a real chimp. It's a photorealistic digital chimp. <laughs> Yeah, I just think a part of me is very happy that a real animal wasn't harassed but the, why, and abused. Why make to it make photorealistic CIA. then? Make it like a fanciful secret agent monkey. Like why make it look? Why take the time to make it move mm-hmm. and and look like a real chimp? It, this this movie is fascinating. To they could me. have leaned I, into more of the cartoony aspect of it. I mean, it already talks. Yeah, right. I don't know. I think that would take me out of the experience. <laughs> This bad guy in that movie seems interesting, though. I was like, who? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Nazi? <laughs> the Nazi-adjacent guy? Nazi mullet guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, this is this is definitely, like, kids movie cartoonish, but I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm he's, looking... a, he's a real Rocky and Bullwinkle villain. I, 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 didn't, I did not hate him in the trailer. I'm looking... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at other character names. Um, I don't know if he plays the character Chrome Dome, but that's a character in this. In, um, in a film like C.I. Ape, Dave, I would expect Chrome Dome to have a metal head of some kind. I Yes, me too. Uh, Dr. Devious is a character in this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a character simply called Mustache. Uh, Queen Evil is another character. Oh. I, you, Alpha Dog. I, 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 I take it all back. This is the best movie of all time, and I can't wait to see it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got real Monster Trucks vibes. Yeah, what's happening uh, here? Yeah. It took three people to write. Oh, <laughs> this no. Is written, this is written by three people. Hell yes. <laughs> oh, mm. no. It's, the idea was too big, like you were saying. It's too big. Yeah. But you, it's too big. I mean, doesn't this give everybody hope, though? Like, anybody could really write anything, and someone right. might enjoy it enough to, to put money behind it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the... Holy fucking shit. One of the writers, you know those straight to, oh my goodness, you know those straight to DVD serial killer movies that used to come out? Yeah. This is, one of the writers wrote Ed Gein, uh, Ted Bundy, The Hillside Strangler, Starkweather, and then CIA. Oh my God. <laughs> oh man. I hope they imbue some of that darkness I into CIA. I hope it totally, it's no different. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. 
Let's make this the, the summer of CI Ape. We could. We could do that. When does it come when out? Is it? Yeah, that's what I was about to... Oh, uh, I don't I'm, know. I'm, that's, that's, uh, it feels like information we should have, but we don't. September 28th. That's too far. I will have forgotten yeah. completely about it by then. Do you think it's theaters? I'll, bra- I'll brave the Delta variant. It is not. <laughs> uh, okay. it, it says very explicitly at the end, coming soon to DVD and VOD. All right, that checks this, out. This, did, this skipped theaters. All right. It's coming straight into your home. Yeah, that's... I mean, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I mean, we could rent out a theater. And make <laughs> them show this. Yeah. We fuck brought, it. We brought our own DVD copy of CIA. <laughs> now, put it the fuck on. <laughs> Eat popcorn to this horse shit. The director also did a bunch of horror and thrillers. Of course, this and is a TV, they, they just scooped up. T- yeah, this, these are TV yeah. writers and TV directors. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, this this deserves the spotlight. I think mm-hmm. that deserved the top spot. No, this was a solid oh, choice. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, glad yeah. you exposed us all to this. Yeah, yeah. Let's move Any on. Any other thoughts? No, let's move no on. other thoughts. All right, let's <laughs> talk about Midnight Mass. Yeah, Midnight Mass star. I feel like this isn't your your thing. No, but I will say it was pretty. I was like, okay, like I know for sure horror, like you know, religious well, religious horror in particular, but it was very pretty. <laughs> like I was like, oh, okay. Right. This is coming from uh, Mike Flanagan, which um, he's real hot shot in horror. I like I like everything he does so far. Yeah, mm. pretty much. Yeah. Did you, if you watched uh, Haunting of Hill House or Haunting of Bly Manor, he's responsible for both of those as well. Yeah. He also did Doctor Sleep, mm-hmm. the sequel to The Shining. He has the ability and I know Star it's it's still not probably gonna make you watch any of his stuff. Oh no. But <laughs> he, he he is very beautiful. Like his stuff is good looking from an artistic perspective. He also does something that I feel like not enough horror does is he he puts real drama and emotion and human emotion and sadness into his stories. Um, yes. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but he he gives it a shot. Like, he fucking tries. Uh, and that's pretty important. Yeah, I that's, think. that's why, like, as while watching it, I was just like, oh, this is definitely horror, not necessarily my thing, but this seems good. I was just like, this looks like a good yeah. movie, just not yeah. my, that's, it's not for me, but it looks yeah. not bad. Although I was going to say, I'm like, I feel like every time I've come on this podcast, there's been like an Antichrist movie. <laughs> That's oh, yeah, that checks Dave. Out. Dave chases him down. Okay, because I was just like, what's happening? <laughs> like, is this like a thing from the, like, the past decade that we're well, just having an uptick? Or is it just kind of like always been like a, a genre? It's always been, I would say. This is, this is a pretty big one. This isn't something I had to like find. It's yeah, been, yeah. Yeah. But like Antichrist, I think the reason why I've always speculated this is that it comes with the Bible comes with its built like a built-in lore yeah. that makes it so that when you're writing a horror movie about it, you can sort of just, you know, keep it on those rails. So I think that's why. Mm. Um, but it is it's can be lazy. Like very often, these types of things can be lazy. I'm guessing this isn't. I'm not even sure exactly what this is about. Well, it's about a um, an island, a small island community, and weird stuff starts happening right around the time this uh, mysterious new priest shows up. Oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll 
it might not literally be antichrist but yeah there's definitely the 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 spooky religious iconography in it yeah and, there's some and demons stuff like and stuff going on and all of that but like the shot in the trailer where like the guy's just trying to sleep and he sees the girl who's kind of like half digitized demon-esque thing i was just like oh this is horrifying but what is happening i'm actually intrigued right. <laughs> I was like, what what is that i've never seen that type of scary yeah oh that's again that's mike flanagan he doesn't he doesn't shy away from like your jump scares and such, um, but he always, in terms of visuals, he always does shit that I'm like, oh, I haven't quite seen that before. Yeah, uh, and that's what makes him stand out a lot of the time. Weirdly enough, I'm looking at his credits. After this series, there's another series called The Midnight Club. Yes, that that must be related, right? Actually, no. It was just a weird uh, The Midnight Club. It's like his version of Fear Street. It's a it's a book. Oh. It's a book oh. by Christopher Pike. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So okay. it, he was like the other R.L. Stein of yeah, the eighties and nineties. He's the Kmart R.L. Stein. I <laughs> he remember. actually started before R.L. Stein, but yeah, he 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 wrote teen horror before R.L. Stein started. With oh Fear man, Street. he must have been pissed. <laughs> yeah, probably. He'd be pissed hearing that me call it that mm-hmm. for sure. Probably. I mean, he's done yeah. all right for himself, but yeah, I'm sure it probably burns his ass a little bit that R.L. Stein yeah. gets associated with it. He's like, "What am I, chopped liver?" <laughs> also, he was he was the first captain of the Enterprise. That so. it, yep, he Good sure was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that series is actually based on Christopher Fi- Christopher Pike books. So it's just a weird oh, okay. it's just a weird coincidence. These two projects are uh, not, otherwise not related. Oh, weird. Uh, well, I'm glad I'm glad fucking Flanagan's doing that too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's, he's just yeah he's he's been on it. such a fucking streak. Yeah, I think the only thing of his the, the two that I well I can't even call them misses because they were both good. Uh, they just weren't my type of good was um, Hush and Gerald's Game. Those were both there. Again, they're both they're delightful. They're great. Um, but it was just like, eh, I like his supernatural shit more. Oh, um, I liked those. I was less. Well, there's supernatural shit in Gerald's Game. I was, well, yeah, I was actually yeah. less into the Doctor Sleep. I was a little bit let down by that. But that's interesting. Yeah, that's just me. The most interesting thing he's done is the Ouija sequel, because that's a movie that you, you write off in your mind. It should and be horseshit, and you watch it, and you're like, oh, yeah. this is really good. What, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then you see a director, and you're like, oh, I see. Why is yeah. Ouija part two good? Yeah. Wait, Where, so, why is this? So there's so Ouija part one, horrible. Ouija part yes. two, fantastic. Yes. Ouija yes. origin of evil is what it's called. Okay. Yeah, it's legit good. <laughs> Uh, it's yeah. It's, it's, it's still no, it has PG-13 no reason. Horror. It has no business being good, and yet it is. Yes. What happened that I heard is that it's Hasbro, like like produced the Ouija movies, and they after the first one, they actually like were like, wow, that sucked. Like they actually recognized that it sucked, and they went and they were like, who's good? Can we pay them a lot of money? That's what I heard is that they basically went to Mike Flanagan and they're like. Can you make this good? We will literally give you complete freedom. That's amazing. The only thing you have to do is put a Ouija board in it. <laughs> like, just make it Ouija related, for the love of God. Uh, and I, th- I I, believe that's how that came to be. Uh, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's it's PG-13. It's, he makes PG-13 stuff, doesn't he? He's made a few, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I'm. Uh, point is, I'm super fucking excited for this. <laughs> I, I've I've enjoyed everything he's done. Yeah, like the, the yeah the like his worst work is still better than most horror. So he's he's great. I know it's completely beyond your wheelhouse, Star, but you might check out his two Netflix series, uh, Hill House or Bly Manor. It's it would be really tough for you. Uh, but they are they're really good. <laughs> but they're like good. really good stories. And like there's yes. a, there's a lot of shit in there that I know you would enjoy, but it is spooky. There's <laughs> so, a lot of shit in there um, I know you will not you enjoy. Will hate. This, yeah. <laughs> you say this as if like I still haven't watched Beyond Stranger Things season 1. Like oh, I was that's... like <laughs> like like season 1 I was just like that was scary enough for me. I'm good forever on this series. I'm I'm good. <laughs> right. I am and all I, set. I, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it'd be tough it'd be real tough oh no um you know what maybe i'll just look up the wikipedia article that's what i do for most horror so i understand context what if you like what if you put it on in like it like such a like go to like a walmart and put it on one of their tvs so it's like public it's really bright uh it's it's really like yeah just sit down and start watching it yeah, just start watching. What are they gonna be do? Like, I need, I need a safe place to watch a horror movie. Uh, maybe that that's quite. Mm, maybe I'm not gonna <laughs> say that I haven't watched like horror stuff. Like in a like, honestly, bringing it back to Stranger Things, I watched that at my old job in a very bright fluorescent room where people yeah. could kind of walk by all the time, and I was still slightly getting up away from my computer every like. 10 minutes or so because i was stressed out. <laughs> perfect <laughs> um well uh speaking of which the next trailer is for american crime story not stranger things that's next that's next but yeah, yeah this um yeah a uh, new season of american crime story uh impeachment it's about the uh bill clinton's impeachment and the monica Lewinsky scandal um i i've into American Crime Story. It's the only thing that Ryan Murphy does that I actually enjoy. Like, everything else is pretty schlocky, but American mm-hmm. Crime Story, the first two seasons, the OJ one and then the Gianni Versace one, were both really good. When, yeah. When he has, like, historical context to work from, he does way better than when he has to make it up in his head. Yes. I think the, I, other, the other wrinkle is he doesn't write American Crime Story. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I... I think what's surprising about this series um, is is that it feels rel- it feels odd like unlike the fucking like someone doing a Trump movie or something they yeah. pick these things that have happened a while ago and they actually give us a new perspective on them they they're able to get at certain aspects that maybe the public wasn't thinking about at the time i only saw the oj one and the oj one was very good at like pointing out like yeah you know there's racism involved i Mm -hmm. mean he did it um there's misogyny involved uh uh uh, with um what's her name marcia Marcia clark Clark, yeah they they pointed out the the issues that really like after the fact we should you know we should feel kind of ashamed of how he treated people at the time this is no different this is produced by monica Lewinsky, right which they had like that's such a great idea like the person that feels exploited in this and i i don't exploit isn't the right word but it's clinton 
Like Clinton is the person that they're like, ah, fuck him. Like yeah. that's how it feels like it mm-hmm. at least where they're like, we we know we're we're not we don't care. He's not interesting. What's interesting is what like Monica Lewinsky went through, what the Linda Tripp stuff was. And they're able to show these things in a perspective that I don't think we necessarily think about or definitely didn't think about at the time. Definitely not at the time, yeah. And especially, like, people, like, our age in particular, like, when all this stuff was going on, we were, like, kids, teenagers. Mm -hmm. So, like, the idea of all of this is just like, oh, yeah, she's, like, 22. She's a whole adult and now looking back I'm like oh no she was a child yeah yeah she, she was like shit she was like maybe six or seven years older than me and I at like at the time I was like oh she's like you know she might as well have been 42 exactly you know? yeah. Because when you're a teenager yeah. that seemed like yeah I don't know it's yeah it, it's, it, really yeah, it's wild yeah it definitely like has that thing so when I saw that I was just I was worried when I saw I was like oh no it's about this whole thing and then when I saw Monica's the producer I was just like oh good <laughs> Good. Yeah, she's kind of great. I follow her on Twitter. She's she's fantastic. Oh, I yeah, I do too. She's she's wonderful, um, and the fact that she's able to kind of have that sort of control over this, and to, like it feels like that's again that's why it doesn't it it feels almost anti exploitative where it's like the person who was the butt of all the chokes who was exploited by this story gets to actually have her say have yeah. a say explain uh, how she was feeling and you can yeah. like and like kind of really see that perspective outside of like a paparazzi angle because that's all we got at the time because you know politically ever all the politicians were like fuck how do we like maneuver around this versus like hey like this pretty much baby baby adult did not understand the like the scope of everything that was going on and she was taken advantage of yeah. I, I, yes. He's the fucking yeah. president. <laughs> like. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's president, President Clive Owen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do want to talk about there, how Ryan Murphy with these shows, with in, in some aspects of these shows, um, is like really obsessed with, with putting people in a lot of prosthetics and stuff. And it's just not necessary. Like they put, (laughs) because he has to put Sarah Paulson in absolutely everything. They just cram Sarah Paulson into like a, you know, a big fat suit and glue all this stuff to her face. And it's like, couldn't you, couldn't you just find an actor that looked like that? Right. Like if that, if they, if it's that important. And then the flip side of that is it doesn't matter if they like, I don't need Clive Owen to look like Bill Clinton. Yeah, like, yeah, we I who he is. Yeah, <laughs> I understand funny. what actors are. Like, in, in OJ, yeah. they cast Cuba Gooding Jr. to play OJ, who, A, looks nothing like OJ Simpson, and B, is about two feet shorter than OJ Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like this, like, he's he's like the littlest guy in the courtroom, and it's the a- absolute opposite during the trial. Like, he should be, Robert Shapiro should not be towering over OJ Simpson. But right. It doesn't matter because the show was good and the performances were good. It does, they don't need to look exactly right. like the people. There's you, this weird fascination with you that. Know what's, the funniest thing about it is with all the prosthetics, you know who he doesn't look like? He doesn't look like Clinton. No. Yeah. Like, they covered him with this shit. And I'm like, I'm, I, I was sitting there like, uh, is that still Clive Owen? Because I can't recognize Clive Owen. I definitely can't recognize Clinton. doesn't look like Clinton. Either. His voice. He, his- he just l- his Clinton yeah, voice is looks... all right, though. This makes me this makes me think if if uh, what's his name who played OJ just was like, no, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> he was just like, 
not gonna do He's it. Like, I'm, not, I'm not putting this shit on my face. Yeah, he just <laughs> like, Fine, pull, pulls out his Oscar. You're not gluing anything to my face. <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> you, you you want you want Cuba Gooding? You're getting Cuba Gooding. You're not gluing shit yeah. to Cuba's face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not not unless oh. you're making a sequel to Radio. Right. And then he'll do it. Oh, Radio. Oh, no Radio. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember uh, uh, Murder of Crows. Mm. That's that whole that whole movie is built around someone gluing shit to their face. Oh, that's a terrible movie. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for this. I want to see this. Yeah, I, it's one of the only like. Yeah, it's one of the only Ryan Murphy things that I'm always a hundred percent on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's bit they've been both uh, both seasons they've done so far have been really really good and. Yeah, yeah I, I mentioned earlier that he doesn't write American Crime Story, and that's part of the reason why they take so long. I think it's been like three years in between each season, almost. Right. Um, oh yeah, and, that's true. And he 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 spoke about that briefly in, a, in an interview we did with him on Collider, where it's just like that's the scripts are what take so long. Like they have all this, they have a bunch of a team of researchers that do all the research, and then they just really really work on the scripts that's what takes the longest uh they which is good don't want to get sued either yeah for sure so it's for sure like, you don't want to get sued make sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i imagine they go to the people directly involved which is how monica Lewinsky got involved like they have the right instinct to be like let's get these people as involved as we can and let's try to tell the story as objectively as we can but while finding stories that it is interesting to see these angles that we haven't mm-hmm. necessarily seen. So yeah, a lot of great instincts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about Stranger Things season four. By the time this damn thing finally comes out, it comes out 2022. It's like a 30 second, they showed us like a couple of brief clips of the new yes. season. Yeah. Because <laughs> they've been filming it for like, I don't know, forever. Right, and the kids are like 45. The kids are like yeah. older than us. <laughs> Half of them are dead now of old age. Yeah, 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 yeah. They went um, to the old beach. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's season four. Season four is they stumble onto the old beach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm still, I I, 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 I like the, the story of these scrappy youngsters. It's fine. These, I, these I, scrappy 19-year-olds now? Yeah, these scrappy 19-year-olds. Let's see. I'm looking at uh, Finn Wolfhard. Um, he was born in 2002. It's a bummer that that's, that's a while ago. But, you know. So, yeah, he's he's he is almost 20. Yeah, he's literally yeah. 19 oh years God. old. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Isn't that a bummer on so many levels? Well, isn't um, that going to make the season like more visually accurate to how like they would record teenagers in the eighties? Like, wouldn't it give off those vibes? That's what well, I keep yeah. saying. Is I think what they're gonna do is they're since this one feels like a, a summer camp one, uh, or isn't? Didn't they say it was a summer camp one? I forget where I got that from. I think so. Yeah, I think they're gonna play off of like Friday the Thirteenth, and th- that would make sense. They're teenagers. Um, like, I think they're going to play off of, yeah, teen movies of the time. And that would be smart of them, right? To, yeah. like, move the nostalgia up as they get older. And I think, from what I've read, the creators seemed aware of the fact. Like, I've seen several interviews where they're like, yeah, no, this is fine. Like, where, like, they knew, like, people age. 
Uh, they didn't know about the pandemic, obviously, but I think they had it in their head. Like, these people are going to get fucking old and hideous, and we're going to have to write <laughs> that into They're going to go through their lanky, weird phase before like, yeah. they figure shit out. Yeah. So oh, I, man. I, One of them's going to get into terrible music for a while. Ooh, like performing? <laughs> yeah. Who do you think it'll be? I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't want to put that on any of them. Doesn't Millie have a song or something? Is it she's trying to sing? Oh, she might. I don't know, actually. It must be such a... It's just such a bummer having to watch... Or having to grow up in front of everybody like this. And, you know, getting to make dumb mistakes and they're just really public. It's Mm -hmm. just such a bummer. Um... But whatever, they're they're they have money, so it's. Fine. I hope so. I hope. Yeah, I hope so. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I really yeah. yes. <laughs> Who knows? Who can say? Yeah, there's um, all that all that news today about Britney Spears' conservatorship. Right. They might have. Well, some she's free now. Well, sort of. Sort, sort of. of. Sort of. Her dad's not in control of it anymore, which is like good for her. Good. That's step one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think most of the consensus of this show was people are like, yeah, after season one, it goes downhill. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I still have fun watching it. I'm still enjoying it. It's just, it's been, it it will have been three years since the last season. Yeah, it's got that issue that a lot of TV has where you're like, oh, new season yeah, of that? I don't, like, yeah, I, I don't need I this don't to be the fucking Sopranos. Yeah. I'm like, put out a season a year. What are you doing? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean the pandemic is one thing, but I I feels like they shot this pre-pandemic. Maybe not. I don't know. It would be amazing if halfway through the season they all get considerably older. I think that's going to happen. I think. Oh, yeah. I think that's that has to be the the vibe of it because especially if like they only shot some of it before pandemic and then they have to do pickups and then suddenly they're all. I hope like, I hope they older. couldn't hide it. And I hope it's really awkward and weird. And I hope it's within scenes, like shots, like <laughs> where like they just get older in cutaways. Yeah, they, I want that. Like for a them. reaction shot. He's suddenly yeah. like visibly a year older, and his voice yeah. is deeper. Yeah, yeah. I um, want all of that. We should go great. play D and D. it's gonna uh, be it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. All right, let's move on. Cop shop. Cop shop. I, I, I thought this looked kind of fun actually like just just a weird yeah. weird like action thrill not is it a thriller no like action comedy kind it of, looks like yeah well there's a reason why because it, it it's got a vibe to it right tom yeah. do you know who made this uh it's it's probably is it um is it carnahan Yes. Okay. It's Joe Carnahan yep. who directed um, Stretch, uh, the A Team, Smoking Aces. Smoking Aces. Uh, yeah, he has. There's this like, it's that genre of weird crime, which like, it can be done really badly, uh, and it can be done really well. And Joe Carnahan is pretty good, I would say. Yeah. Like funny weird. Like it's 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 not Guy Ritchie. It's like weirder. Yes. It's weird crime. Yeah, it reminded me a little bit of like like Seven Psychopaths, like that kind of. Yeah, Martin tone. Madonna. Um, it's definitely the same tone that he does. 
Um, yeah. It's uh well, it, um, it features Joe Carnahan's uh, producing partner Frank Grillo. <laughs> yeah, it's got the grills. Grillo Ooh. is uh, some kind of con man criminal who gets himself arrested in order to hide from assassin Gerard Butler. So Gerard Butler also gets himself arrested. And then lo and behold, a third assassin shows up who has also yeah. gotten himself arrested. And they're all trying to kill each other while being held in this police station. Uh, a Joe Carnahan film about assassins competing? Mm-hmm. Who would have thought? Mm-hmm. Who would have thought? Um yeah, God. Now, now I want fucking um, what's his name in this? Chris um, Chris Pine. No, well, I'm sure Chris Pine is in it. <laughs> Chris Pine is in a, a lot of Joe Carnahan stuff. He's great in Stretch. Stretch is a weird one. Um, no, who fucking Jeremy Piven? I want. I, oh, we- <laughs> I want some shitty ass Jeremy Piven in this with a terrible hairpiece. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Star, have you seen, like, Stretch or Smoking Aces or The Grey? The Grey is probably the one that stands out for me. If his I, I, have n- I feel like I've seen bits of Smoking Aces. Like, that's the mm-hmm. one that sounded the most, like, I might have seen it, but I'm not remembering. Chris, Chris Pine screeches into that and plays a fucking Nazi. Chris Pine is a Nazi uh, is, is quite something. Okay, then I definitely uh, the, didn't see it. I thought it was like a gambling movie. I was just like, is this like some uh, gambling okay. movie I watched? Oh, it. I think it has casino stuff. There's stuff. It's um, it's about a bunch of people, bunch of hitmen trying to kill a, a magician played by Jeremy Piven. <laughs> yeah, the role he was born to play. Yeah. Wait, see that does sound familiar. I I feel like I've seen it in a fever dream, or maybe I was high. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, Stretch is a fun one because that's about a limo driver played by Patrick Wilson. Who has to deal with a, a a uh, insane passenger played by Chris Pine with a giant with a like a giant beard? <laughs> uh, it's delightful. The Gray is one of the only ones that's not out of its mind or a different out of its mind. That's the one where it's just Liam Neeson fist fighting wolves. I was gonna say I'm like that's a wolf movie, right? And he's just yeah. like out in the middle of nowhere. That one's actually pretty brutal. Um, it's more the tone is a little more serious than what he normally does. So I don't know. This this I'm not particularly excited for this premise because he sort of already did it, but this does look fun. Yeah. This is a fun trailer. Yeah. Yeah. It's got Jerry B. It does. Jer- Jerry Butts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh who's the who's the other the weird old guy? That's Toby Huss. He's the uh he's the bizarrely comedic dad from the new Halloween. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about him completely. Yep. But good for him. Yeah. He's he's it, uh, he's the guy that re- regularly breaks the film to deliver a joke that was clearly written by Danny McBride. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, I don't know. The, I think this trailer actually isn't that well made. Oh, um, well it it got me excited. Did or at it? least it got me interested. Yeah, same for, yeah, same for me. I was like, I don't understand exactly what's happening, and I think I like that because you're not spoiling the movie for me kind of thing. Yeah, that that is true. It felt like, I guess it felt like it was almost trying to not make it as weird as it super is, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it again. Maybe I'm wrong. It's fine. You probably are. Let's move on. I'm probably <laughs> wrong. All right. Worth. Worth. That's the name of the next trailer. Oh yeah, it's about Michael it's Keaton Batman. giving people checks for their dead family members over 9/11. This is, this is like, 
this is if you were like a, a teenager and you had to watch this in high school, it'd be the biggest bummer, right? Yes. Um, yeah, it's like when they put is... Schindler's List on in history class. You're like, this movie is good, but shit. Yeah, I. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wrote. I was like, man, this looks this looks good. It looks sad, but it looks good. And I was excited about Stanley Tucci. Oh uh, yeah, mm, the Tooch. You cannot go wrong with Stanley Tucci. <laughs> the writer. Uh, wrote three of the Godzilla Kong movies. Whoa. Oh, wait, no. Wrote Godzilla, G- Kong Sky- uh, Sk- Skull Island, King of the Monsters, and Godzilla vs. Kong. So he wrote all and, of them. Wow. Yeah, so he wrote all of them and then the 9-11 one. Um, this does look good. I, I am ashamed to say I laughed at the intro just watching Michael Keaton react to 9-11. <laughs> There was just something really and then weird it puts, about that. And it puts the date on screen. No, I, yeah. I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah. It was like, all right. <laughs> but yeah, this is every kind of boring, and I want to watch it. It's just, it's, it's just going through finances and nine eleven. I feel like this is that, definitely going to be like award season bait type stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, it already just, had like festival laurels in the trailer, so. Yeah, I mean, it I'm looks just good. Wondering, it does look good. I I was burned by the report. Remember the report? I did not watch it, but no. yes, Adam Driver <laughs> learns about torture, and it's like similar, where it's like we're going to show the bureaucracy of sadness, and um, the report actually put me to sleep. I was so pumped for the report, <laughs> uh, and and it put me right to sleep. I think that might have been your first mistake. What was being was pumped being pumped. <laughs> for the report it's just perfect there's a it's like, there's a it's pretty like, distinctly visible ceiling to that film maybe it needed a tucci in there yeah maybe a tucci yeah a little tucci to think, spice up the broth i just think of like all the president's men i really like that film and that film is just fucking robert redford and dustin hoffman like sitting in an office typing yes but it uh, rules and it rules <laughs> and so there's a way to make that shit thrilling um, and that's why I was pumped for the report, and now I'm like feel burnt. So I'm like, I don't know about this worth. Are you gonna Are you gonna get me pumped for the victims of nine eleven? Oh, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what I mean. Where it's just like it's just gonna end with a GoFundMe link. <laughs> like, uh, please help everybody. Basically, yeah. It's well, and the, all I kept. I don't know. Cause like the question, of the movie is how much is a person's life worth because he's given Michael Keaton's in charge of dispersing funds to the family members of the victims of nine 11, which is, yeah, I think like 7,000, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, people, not dollars. Um, so he has to determine how much to give each family. And they, he does it kind of the way you would do an insurance breakdown where it's like, well, here's how much money they would have made if, you know, X, Y, and Z had they worked for this much longer. Um, and obviously people push back against that because when you're suddenly attaching a dollar value to a person's entire life, it, it feels gross, uh, understandably so. But like the tri- I understand like the triumph angle of this movie, but like the, watching this trailer, all I could think about is like, well, what about all the people who died in like Katrina? And like, what about all the people right. who die in way less sensational disasters every fucking month? Mm-hmm. Every I year imagine, in this country, they don't get anything. I, yeah, I imagine that's something they're going to point out. I hope so. Because um, it's a weird thing, because asking how much a life is worth, um, the in my head, the answer is zero, because lives are 
infinitely worth more than money. But of course, that's not something that's not a good answer when people need money. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. So like, obviously people <laughs> should get money. Um, but that's what makes the, that's what makes the decision so weird. Cause it's so abstract. It's such an abstract thing to have to calculate. Yeah. Uh, because it ultimately is like, no, we can't put a value. That's the whole thing. I would have just said, like, give everybody across the board a million dollars tax free done. Like, yeah. Like just here you go. Like, right. Your life will be changed ideally for the better. <laughs> I I do like that they point out because this is pre, uh, 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 legalizing gay marriage, that there's a guy who's like, yeah, he was my partner for life, but legally speaking, I don't get anything. Um, and I thought that was, I'm glad they pointed that out. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be fucking heavy. Oh this yeah, it's gonna be really heavy. Yeah. Maybe they can make it like the movie The Accountant, where like where like Michael Keaton fights crime on the side. Probably not directly related. Right, like he has to start. He has to start being Batman. Yeah. To oh. to, bu- to build up the purse of dis- uh, of mon- of funds he has to disperse. So this is a Birdman right. sequel, uh, prequel. Birdman yeah. Pe- sure. <laughs> Either. <laughs> Either or, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, I bet this is pretty... It's probably wicked good. Okay, let's uh, move on. All right. All right, fine. Uh, the Witcher. Nightmare of the Wolf. Wee. So are they like... Are witchers like... They're like... It's like Harry Potter. They're like... It's like a school. Yeah, you uh, get... You kinda. Get, yeah. Did you watch this the show? No. I did. I, I'm... Yeah, I don't have any witcher experience. You basically get sold traded however you wind up in this in this uh career path and you have to do this uh, uh thing where they basically imbue you with potions and poison and stuff that kills most candidates and if you pass that you go to a specific school uh to be trained to be a witcher and there's a no- uh, there's a number of them the wolf is one of the schools that's where Geralt is from ah yeah you would like The Witcher. I, I stumbled upon it because Max started watching it and I was like, I don't know if this is for me. And then like I just kept looking over and seeing what's his face. And I'm like, he's real pretty. <laughs> and then yeah. I just kept watching. I was like, this is really good. It is. That's it's it's my- pretty sweet. <laughs> that lie. was actually, that was my second question. Is it somehow a rule or they're like, you're a witcher. You got to take like a beefcake bath. Like you, you gotta because ha- there's a there's one in here. Yeah, he takes a bath. I was just like, yeah. oh, good. It's part of the show is that all of them have to take a naked naked hot tub bath. Yeah, yeah. It's like it it kind of goes um the part of the Witcher's DNA the, like the book series and then the games that they made based on it. It like shares its DNA with like fantasy romance novels. Right. So there's mm-hmm. lots of fucking in it. Yeah, he's got a real dirty dick. Yeah, uh, the okay, Witcher. Yeah, because yeah. in this universe, both witchers and uh, sorceresses are—they're uh, not—they're sterile, so they can just ah. fuck like crazy, and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. He can just blast his seed all over mm-hmm. the all over the land. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not blasting anything, but it's still working. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's not blasting much. <laughs> right, it's like an empty Nerf gun. Yeah, it just kind of goes like it's just. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, how, that's how that works. We understand anatomy. <laughs> Empty nerf gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like a, um, like a car backfiring in a goofy cartoon. Yeah. 
I started watching it, and there, I didn't. There, there was no moment where I'm like, ah, I'm not going to watch this anymore. I just sort of like life got in the way kind of situation. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it's one of those where it's like I have nothing against it. It looked good. I just uh, at the time, so like I, I do need to circle back to it at some point. Sure. Um, yeah, it's pretty sweet. And this is like an animated feature, I think, prequel? Yeah. Or oh, it, it's, it's a prequel. It's, it's definitely following a different Witcher. I'm not sure it, I'm not sure if it is a prequel. It's definitely following different characters, though. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. There's multiple Witchers. There's multiple sorcerers. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. why would not expand this world? I wrote that it was like, it looks like Castlevania meets, meeting Avatar. Like, those two companies got together somehow or something with their animation right. style. Right. And I was like, this looks great. This looks fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it looks good. Yeah. Which that al- also reminds me I need to get caught up in Castlevania. Mm. <laughs> God, there's too many shows. There's too many too shows. Many. There's too many I shows. Just, I just, because we were talking about Clive Owen, I just remembered Lysi's story. And I'm like, fuck, that's like a whole thing. <laughs> uh, Lys- Lysi's, but yeah. Lysi's, whatever. Yeah. It's all their names. Yeah, it's just a matter. name. It's a made up word anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, there's so many fucking things. Um, like this one, clickbait, the next trailer. <laughs> Good transition. Yeah, yeah, this this one is... Uh, I've been hearing about this one for a while. Uh, it's about Adrian Grenier. He gets kidnapped and his abductor... Uh, supposedly kidnapped. We're not... And the, you're, we're meant to cast doubt, like maybe he's kidnapped himself. But anyway... He it appears that he has been abducted and that his abductors are forcing him to make these videos where it's like, if this gets to 5 million views, I die. I'm a terrible person. I assault women. I've murdered a woman. Uh, so it seems like it's just a, a very, very loud, sweaty allegory for cancel culture. It, yeah, it feels like a it, a straw man. Yeah. Like, right. we could take it. It, cancel culture could go too far if someone was kidnapped and then like put on trial by a kidnapper on a YouTube service that keeps putting out the videos for some reason. Like it's such a sweaty, weird scenario that they've concocted. Yeah, that, they're and, leaning. And, they're leaning on that court of public opinion real hard. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's like it is embarrassing. Uh, to, like there's no other word for this trailer. It's embarrassing. <laughs> What? And it's a mini series, so I we're know. gonna get hours. There's like several episodes hours. of this shit. Yeah, uh, I thought I feel like it's gonna end up like Gone Girl, where it's just gonna be like the twist is everybody's an asshole. Yeah, right. I mean, it might. Here's, it's it's just like it's the allegory is like it's it's misguided from jump because like we have yet to even demonstrate that anyone's life is over after being canceled, quote unquote. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. fucking Louis C.K. still doing shows. Bill Cosby's out of jail. Yeah, yeah like, like they're fine. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're fine. Absolutely Gina, fine. Gina Carano is making a uh, a movie with The Daily Wire uh, with uh, a filmmaker uh, named Eric Red who uh, literally killed two people. Oh my god! Yeah, that's yeah. Out. He he he's he's the screenwriter. He's he's the guy who made Bad Moon, and uh, he wrote the original Hitcher. But, like, in 2000, he uh, was fleeing the scene of an accident and drove his truck into a bar and killed two people. Oh, my God. And then tried to cut his own throat with a piece of glass before the cops got there. Jesus. <gasps> Whoa. So all he still has a career. <laughs> and, like, oh Gina Carano got canceled, and now she's making her big career rehab movie with this guy. So it's like, 
like when we have something like the uh, Monica Lewinsky, the impeachment American crime story on this list where it's like her life really was catastrophically blown up in the court of public opinion. Mm-hmm. Right. But people, in a, people can get canceled, but yeah. not for being like a comedian that whipped his, their dick out. Right. Like, that's it's, it, it's like very different. It's like, they're not even yeah. treated the same way. It's, it's, you have to build up a whole, I don't know. Yeah. That's well, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's, it's dumb. It just this, seems so I, tone deaf. Yeah. Maybe maybe this isn't that. It just this trailer really makes it seem like it. It's called clickbait. I will say the person creating it has made some good stuff. They made The Machinist. Um, sure. They made Session 9. They've made a lot of weird, interesting stuff. Um, they directed some of The Wire. They directed some of Fringe. Uh, but that doesn't make this look any better. <laughs> I would, this still looks bad. I think uh, I think this movie would have done like I don't know like even just from the trailer I'm already critiquing it as if I've like watched it. If they had with the whole premise of like if it hits five million views this guy dies, I would have especially if this is serious. I want at the end of the ep- first episode for them to hit five million and he dies and then it kind of yeah. deals with the fallout from there. That mm-hmm. maybe would be a little bit better because it's like oh hey here's an actual consequence kind of thing. Yeah. It, it's for me it's the stuff where he starts confessing yes. like the five million or i die is still a sweaty thing about like ooh, internet is bad can't like internet culture oh it's it we've done that for ages but too it's yeah. a good the creepy, idea creepy like concept i could see a lot of people thinking like what if that happened to me but yeah when you know you start adding all the things of like i did all these horrible other things just like oh man now, then it becomes a oh has society gone too far with cancel culture and it's like ah yeah uh, well it's just <laughs> the, what they're because the bones of what they're doing here is just a trial movie right it's like they're a guy's on trial for murder you don't know if he's guilty or not mm-hmm. it's the same stakes yeah. his life is in our hands what do we decide based on the evidence it's the same fucking story they just decided to make it this sweaty thing about cancel culture which we haven't really. Everything we we've barely had time to examine what the actual long term context and consequences are, and everything that we've seen thus far shows that it's it doesn't last. Like it just, yeah, like like yeah, I don't know. It's this. Ugh. Maybe it's not at all yeah. what uh, what <laughs> we think it is. But holy shit, with a title like yeah. clickbait and this fucking trailer and this premise, it's just like okay. <laughs> like, I feel like I feel like you're Ricky Gervais trying to be controversial. Right. Yes. There's there's stuff to explore with the the concept because there are again there are there's cases where people who weren't famous mm-hmm. got like the internet went after like there's that like the story of like the woman who sued her nephew for breaking her wrist. Um, it's it's when you look into the story. It was like a specific insurance thing, and it was like she was doing it uh, with an agreement with the mom, uh, or like the you know the McDonald's coffee lady, where mm-hmm. you're like, oh, people sue about everything, and then you look into it, and you're like, oh, she totally had to sue, and yeah, should have sued. The coffee and melted her skin to the bone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that yeah. was too fucking um, hot. <laughs> and so like everybody rallies around this like straw man yeah. that gets a few headlines. That that is an actual problem with the internet that happens. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but when it's a fucking like rich, famous person being like, I'm canceled almost every single time. The only person where it's stuck is I think Roseanne. <laughs> she was the only one that <laughs> were like, and don't come back. And she didn't. 
I um, mean, this time, like she she yeah, she time. got quote unquote canceled before her fucking show got revived. Right. That's true. Right. That's true. So like, that's true. What are you even yeah, telling me? Uh, <laughs> we're on round. We're on round five with Mel Gibson. Yeah. Um, oh, God, so yeah. yeah. It, 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 when it comes to what this film clearly is trying to do, um, yeah, it misses the point. Or maybe it, it, it should do, like, like when this has happened a few times, when, like, the internet incorrectly identifies somebody as the suspect in a crime. Right. Or, or like, a Rebecca Black situation where we're all just really shitty to somebody. Yeah. And then, like, a, a month or two passes and we all go, like, wait. Why were we really shitty to oh, that wait, person? That was a that was fourteen really year mean. old girl that we yes. just yeah. all beat up publicly for a month. Yeah, which again, it happens when it happens. People don't realize it at the time, mm-hmm. and that's what makes it insidious. This is just yeah, yeah. A movie and, and like a movie about like the empathy of internet culture would be actually interesting. Like yes. how yes. we deal with empathy and where it goes, and like. How but you have lose to lose it for like half a second sometimes, and then yeah, coming back like that would be great. Yeah, this is it's it. This reminds me of when like edgy movies in the two thousands would try to talk about reality TV as the end of society, and it was like there are aspects of reality TV that absolutely can be explored, but this like sweeping like boomer logic, it it just didn't work. It was so simplistic. Um, and missed the nuance and that's what this definitely does right that's what it feels like it just it feels like that i mean we could be very wrong and this is an amazing movie and we're just like we're going yeah we're going we're going by a trailer but what they're laying down this is what they wanted us to think and i apologize to the writers or creators if like they weren't represented in this trailer but from this trailer and this name it just is repelling i think uh but yeah, it might be it might be amazing. Who knows? Yeah, probably won't be. Maybe but it's, maybe, maybe it will it's be. yeah. Maybe it is talk. It talks about all this nuance. Who knows? Um, okay, let's move on. All right, let's move on to uh, a, a little a little trailer for Prisoners of the Ghost Land. I want to see this movie now. Yes, <laughs> yes. right now. <laughs> We've been waiting for this movie for like a year, right? Something like that. Um. This is Nicolas Cage. Uh, with, with bombs attached to his arms and crotch? And, yeah, arms, neck, and crotch. Yes. Yeah. And he has to go, uh, go into this no man's land territory known as the ghost land to get to recover Sophia Butella and escort her out safely. Um, and it's a whole lot of people doing awesome fighting. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's and like the visuals alone was just like this i don't know what this is this culture mash of everything it's just strange and cool looking and i'm i'm just intrigued it's real like john carpenter yes 100 um, percent. what does this have connected to mandy because i thought originally it was like the same director but i don't think it I is i think it's some of the same producers okay yeah that that company has been like, hey Nicholas Cage, come over here. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna make everything awesome, uh, because they also did. Um, I assume it's the same circle around. Um, what's it called? Uh, Color out of space. That's what they uh, advertise in the trailer. I don't know if it's necessarily the same because the the comp the production company is Spectre Vision, which is Elijah Wood's company. 
Right. Uh, so I don't know if it's the actual the whole, the actual company Spectre Vision that's producing this, or if it's just like some of the producers that were involved in Mandy and Color Out of Space. Got it. Either way, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, I it mean, looks they, great. <laughs> they quoted Cage himself in the trailer. Like, this is the wildest thing I've ever made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that does say a lot now, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Uh, that that is. If Nicolas Cage is saying that, then it's like, yeah, I'm gonna have to find out. Um, it's got Bill Mosley in it. It does playing the character called the Governor, yep. which is like, yep, that's that's exactly what Bill Mosley would play in a post-apocalyptic movie. Otis Driftwood. Yep. Um, uh, who else is in this? Um, Nick Cassavetes as Psycho. Sure. <laughs> Nicholas Cage's <laughs> character is simply called Hero. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> so it's like Tenet. It's this year's Tenet. Yeah, it's this year's tenant. I I don't know what to say about this except what's already been said, which is I need to watch this immediately. Yeah. It's it's it looks, looks great. Fucking delightful. Yeah, it looks great. Um, shit. <laughs> and yeah, anything else? Any other thoughts on this? No, it just looks amazing, and I need I need it when in my it, house. When does it come out? Um, let me check real quick. Fucking Prisoners of Ghostland. Prisoners of the Ghostland. Um, I don't... Uh, fuck! I don't see it. I don't see it. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm not seeing... I'm not... Oh, uh, September 17th? This is, like, right around the fucking corner! Yes. I know! Oh, yeah! We can go We can go see the 9-11 one. Oh. Um, because that's coming out... <laughs> That's coming out like a week before 9-11. It's like Halloween movies where they come out a little bit before, so you have time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then, and then this one later in the in the. Want to yeah. do a double feature? <laughs> yeah, you do a double feature. Um, oh yeah, September seventeenth. I don't know if it's theaters. I don't know if it's streaming. I assume it's this feels like a streaming one, right? Yeah, probably. Yes. Yeah, like an HBO Max situation. Yeah. Uh, All right. Should we talk about news stories? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's name some patrons first. Uh, Big thanks to Kool-Aid Molotov says, Fill me with the blood of your billionaires and drink deep, my brothers. (laughs) Thank you to E.T., the extravagant terrestrial. Thank you to Cody Johnston's Time Machine Noise. Thank you to Pete Forpagel. Woo! Thank you to Glitterous, CFO of Michael Shannon's <laughs> Chocolate Factory. Thank you, uh, thank you to subscribe to Jason Pargin's Substack. Woo. Do that. Thank you to the Midnight Patron with Patrons at Midnight. Let me jump back in here. Well, uh, thank you to Exploding Runes. Thank you to Andrew. Welcome back, Tom Howe. Thank you, Andrew. Welcome back, Tom Howe. Uh, thank you to Vincent. Thank you to Rev thank MD. You. Thank, thank you. you to Dr. DNA. Thank, thank you. you to Lauren Gucci. Thank you. Thank you to Bootler Bootlison. Thank you. I love that all your producer names sound like steampunk D&D character people. <laughs> At least half of them probably are. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about this Knuckles news. Sure. <laughs> this is like a fucking parody. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm sure he was offered a lot of money. Idris Elba is cast as Knuckles. Yeah. I mean, why not? Sure, why, why not? not? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's done weirder stuff. He was in Cats. 
Yeah. Oh my god. He was in cats. He was in a body stocking in cats. God damn it. That's way way weirder than voicing Knuckles. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that is. Holy (laughs) shit. Holy shit. Sorry. It's like it's hitting me like a wave, like remembering that he was in cats. He was the only naked cat. (laughs) Yeah. That's like the only fully nude cat. It's like trying to comprehend like the planet Jupiter Mm -hmm. and like being on it where it's like you can't like it blows my fucking mind. Oh, yeah. And so now he's Knuckles. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Like, I I don't know. The the Sonic movie was better than I expected in the first one. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's do this. (laughs) Let's bring on Knuckles. Idris Elba will be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like the... (laughs) The first Sonic movie was fine. It has nothing to do with the games. I'm not sure what possessed them to make that movie. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. I know yeah. this I know this joke has been has I'm sure has been made uh, a thousand times, but I really just want to hear Knuckles start talking like Stringer Bell. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing yeah. if but Knuckles you know, is a straight up. Do you think yeah. he's going to not do his British accent as Knuckles? Do you think <laughs> I don't know. I That's think, a good question, actually. Uh, this is going to be um, uh, controversial, but I think British accent feels more kids' movie to me. Um, like that feel. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, yeah, a British accent feels more like like it's the most approachable accent, which is which I'm not basing on. British history or any <laughs> logic whatsoever. Uh, so I don't know. I think they should go with the British accent. If they're is my making, point. if they're making Knuckles seem like a stereotypical, more sophisticated version of Sonic, I could see that right. being the angle there. What if it's like? What if it's like a new voice? Because he does do accents. <laughs> he did it in The Wire. What if it's like a fucking like cartoon voice, like a high pitched? It's just doing like a like Mickey Mouse voice, or yeah, like that's yeah, yeah, Idris like Silva. Yeah, like you never know. Oh, that'd he be amazing. That would be pretty great. Yeah. yeah. He like like Idris Elba is also one of those actors where I'm like every time I hear something he does, I'm like, I guess you can do that. Like he's a DJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna tell him no. Yeah, I was just like, no. I suppose. Yeah, go. Yeah, I would go to a show. <laughs> I've heard him in some rap songs, and I'm like, I guess you <laughs> yeah. do that too. Okay. Yeah. Would it be all right <laughs> no, with you if I hopped on the ones and twos? Yeah, by all means, please get on there. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 running the show. He could become like I think he could become a, a, a U.S. senator. We'd be like, I don't think that's legal, but sure. No, we would let it happen. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, we would let it happen. Yeah. yeah. Fucking absolutely. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's doing great. Yeah, I, ho- um, I hope he continues oh. to make delightfully weird choices like this. Yeah, well, he's like he he works. He does. The yeah, work. he's he works. He's, he's in several yeah, he's, things a year. Yes, um, and he's always given it his all. And I don't know. <laughs> he's great. He's great. No notes. No notes for Idris Elba. Um, um. Yeah. All right. Let's move well, on. Next. Next story, Margot Robbie is joining Wes Anderson and a bunch of honkies for his next movie. Um, what, which one? What movie is this? Do you know? No. No, because the French Dispatch is not, not yet out. Um, yeah. And it, this is not it. This is his follow-up to that. Tom Hanks is in this, too? I was like, oh. Yeah, T. Hanks, yeah. 
Um, I whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty. I'm pretty. Um, full up. I'm pretty full up with Wes Anderson. Like that. Nothing against him, but it's just like it's kind of like the Marvel. Where I, I have some superhero fatigue. Like, I have Wes Anderson fatigue. <laughs> you got Anderson fatigue. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I, I have a similar feeling with Tarantino, where it's like, I'll see their movies, but I'm kind of tired. I'm yeah. kind of tired of it. Yeah, it's not something to get, like, excited about. You're just like, oh, okay, I guess I'll go watch that. Yeah, he hasn't done, like, he's just... Well, another... The fact that he does things the same every time makes his movies his later films start bleeding together for me. That's what were you going to say, Tom? I was going to say Wes Anderson is uh, somewhat unique among the kind of new wave of auteurs in that he puts out a movie pretty regularly. Like yeah. every, every two mm-hmm. or three years, whereas it's like good for him. Tarantino will take, you know, five or six and then, you know, Scorsese takes however long he wants in between movies. It's right. yeah. Well, he's not part of the new wave, but it's like, uh, it's, it's, so I think, I don't know. It's it's interesting that there's you do sort of forget how many Wes Anderson movies there are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's been pretty consistently knocking them out since like the mid nineties. So. Right, and it is it's always good when someone is allowed to make original films like this. Yeah, yeah, that are so unique. Um, I never want them to, that to go away. Um, it's more like being someone who's been on the the film nerd side for so long, who's been through film school and stuff like that. There's a certain exhaustion with these people. You know what I mean? Like, if you go to film school during a certain time, everybody is trying to be Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's that where it's like, I'm glad he's there, but there's a certain like, Ugh, all right, <laughs> enough already. And then the fact that it's they're all so white. Yeah. Uh, and, and, it, and it's just like, uh, you know, what are you going to, you going to, you're going to have a Beatles song in this one, huh? You know, you think you're going to put, you know, put some old music. I think he might. I think there might be Wes some. Anderson. I think there might be some Rolling Stones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You're gonna have. I mean, funny but tragic characters. You're gonna have some funny but tragic characters. Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. It I would, don't know, man. It would. It's. It's a. It would be a shame, but also like, it's a shame because it would. It would revolutionize his film style if he just did a movie with only black people. It would be yes. like. It would be, you know, he could do the exact same thing, like exact same type of storytelling, the highly stylized, but just change your cast. And suddenly I'm just, I would be like, this is the most fresh thing I've ever seen. And or, or <laughs> just, just have some, like, you know, who would kill it in a Wes Anderson film? Idris Elba. Yes. <laughs> like there are people who would do a great job that it feels like he's just. I don't know. I, I don't know how he casts. I don't want to make accusations, but boy, is his movies white. They are. Uh, and there's a lot of uh, uh, non-white actors who would do a great job and would be I mean, great yeah, in a Wes Anderson film. Danny Glover is fucking great in uh, The Royal yeah. Tenenbaums. Yeah, so I was going to say, I think I was like, that's the only one I could think of. And then like the Indian yeah. guy in... Um, oh, yeah, in, that guy in, rules. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the thing is, it, my favorite thing about Wes Anderson films is seeing actors play against be, type be it, yeah play against type he seeing bruce willis in a wes anderson film it's like the only it's the last time bruce willis actually tried mm-hmm. you know what i mean like mm-hmm. he doesn't try so like yeah that that's fantastic i i think it's also that he uses the same actors so much he does yeah it starts to yeah. stagnate for me where it's like if the, he had a wildly new cast every time 
I think I would like his movies even more because it's such a style that it would be really interesting to see all these people do it. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Um, there are certain people yeah. like like Bill Murray. Like he's got he's got Bill Murray. Like so there's so there's certain people that you would like. I don't know. You just you wouldn't. If if that option was available to you to just automatically whatever movie you make, you know Bill Murray will be in it. You wouldn't ever not use no, that. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, right. you wouldn't say no. But yeah, he does. Yeah, it's. I, I'm I'm glad he's bringing in new people, but yeah, he really needs to diversify a little bit. Yeah, I also think he needs to diversify his subject matter. Um, because I think it's like, oh, oh, let me guess. It's gonna, it's gonna take place in the past. It's gonna be a quirky location. You know, it, it's gonna have. There's gonna be a series of little things in it that, like, it. I don't know. It, it, I don't. I don't want to critique this too hard because he does mm-hmm. what he wants to do. He also does some fucking crazy stuff. He does stop motion. Mm-hmm. He does have a diverse enough. I want to um, see him. I want to see him tackle like a different genre. Compl- like I want to see Wes Anderson like high fantasy. That's what it is. Thank you. Is that a genre? Because they're all comedy dramas. I would love to see uh, fantasy. I'd love to see horror. Uh, they're just. I, I think there's. <laughs> have him shoot an action movie. <laughs> yes. Yes. I th- I think he's too comfortable. Um, and I think it's his movies are starting to bleed together in my head. Um. So I don't know. If people still enjoy his films, good on them. Give us Anderson but... a Marvel movie or a DC movie. I want to <laughs> see it. Give, yeah, it. Let's yeah. get a quirky Batman. Yeah, give him Batman. Give us shit. Watch people lose oh. their minds. Yeah, that would be pretty funny. Um, all right. Uh, Tom, did you put in this last story? I threw in this last one. It has changed this. It went from probably to R. Uh, Sony has moved Venom 2 and the next Hotel Transylvania movie because of the Delta variant. So that means other studios will probably follow suit within the next week or two and start moving stuff again. Is it pushed by a few months? It's pushed into October for right now. Yeah. Where it's going to play that game again where yes. everything's like indefinitely pushed. Yes, it's going to play um, that game, but it's it's starting again. I mean, so we might as well just reschedule it for next year because as soon as we get to cold weather, like going indoors is going to be even a bigger problem. Right. Uh, yeah. We need a new studio system with or a new theater system. And like we've talked about a million times, there's a reason why they have to nail down a date and all that. But like, and I get why some things simply like I'm glad they waited for the Green Knight. I'm glad I got to see that in theaters. Yeah. Um, uh, so I get it when they have a movie that they're looking at and they're like, "Look, this we yes we could release it to streaming, but this is something we want in theaters." And I and and for financial reasons too, obviously. Um, but yeah, I wish they could just be like, "Look, we'll see." We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bump it indefinitely until shit gets better, but I'm excited for seeing trailers for Venom two years from now. Yep, you know, gonna keep, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get to keep watching that trailer. Mm. Yeah, uh, so excited. I already told you, Tom. I'm so the only trailer I'm really sick of right now, and it's not a um, 
it has nothing to do with the movie is fucking Free Guy, just because they have Ugh, saturated yeah. everything with Free Guy. So yeah. I'm glad well, that's they, coming out. They had out. like I... two or three, it's definitely coming out, release dates that got pushed. So we've been yeah. barraged with like three different marketing pushes for I it. used to be so excited for that movie, and now I'm just like, I feel like I've already watched it all. I am. Yeah. It's just the Lego movie. That's all it is. <laughs> right. It's Lego movie, but video games. Um, yeah, and I think it's, again, it's not the movie's fault. It just, yeah, with the fucking pandemic and stuff, these marketing, like, they need to know, and I know, again, they, they, they're not psychic, but, like, they need to cool it if they know it's going to be a while on the marketing. Mm-hmm. So we're not sick of the movie when it finally comes out. I don't know. It's tough. I wonder if that's an L.A. thing, too, because we get already get oversaturated with the marketing for everything. Oh, yeah, maybe. Hmm. I don't know, man. Um, well, that's it for news stories. Yeah. You, you want to thank some more patrons? I think we should n- thank the rest of the producers, Dave. All right. Uh, thanks to Tux. Woo. <laughs> hey, Tux. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Thanks, thanks to Space McNulty. Always. Yeah, thank you to, oh great, it's that guy. Thank you to Nolan Mayton. Thank you to vaccinated man Andrew McGuire. Thank you to AJ. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. TD. All right, let me jump in here. Thank you to Burrito Mouth. Thank you to Mrs. Voidis. Thank you to the ghost of Dave Thomas. Thank, Thank you to Aaron Burser. Thank, Thank you. you to David Knife Boot and some Knife NBA Boot. CPA. Thank, Thank you to Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire. Thank, Thank you. you to Mackenzie Fuck Shuffling with Willem Dafoe's Confusingly Large Dick Chill. Thank you. Thank you to Vaccinated Jay. Thank and you. Thank you to Pie Guy. Pie Guy. Dave. Yeah, baby. Unlike <laughs> Free Guy. Yeah. Is there a film that you think deserves yeah. more hype? Yeah, you're right. Free Guy uh, needs less hype at this point. I, and maybe... I, I will say that I've heard fr- from everybody I, I work with that Free Guy is very good. Right, it's not the fault of Free <laughs> yeah, Guy. Yeah, it's not the fault of the movie. It's yeah. just, it, they, they minioned it. Like, we're mark. just like, yes. That's the <laughs> perfect way s- to describe it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've minionsed it. They've minionsed it, yeah, absolutely. They need to take, yeah, I've seen like, there's like sketches with Ryan Reynolds and like yeah. it's there's so much marketing. It's like the marketing is its own movie. They really um, want people to see it. Anyway, they they need to give some of that hype and they got to give it to this movie. This is called We Need to Do Something. Mm. Um, it's coming out September 3rd. Now, I want to say before I describe this, this movie was written before the pandemic. It was never meant to be, and it doesn't mention the pandemic. The reason that I bring that up is, is it's about a family trapped in a house mm-hmm. um, who f- lose their mind. It was shot during the pandemic. Um, they had to create their own little bubble for it, and they were really careful. Um, this is, uh, uh, it's got um, Sierra McCormick, which is the main actress in The Vast of Night, if you watch that. Um, I sort of already point out what it's about it's a it's about a family that after a storm a tree lands on their door and for some reason they can't get out i guess their window they actually show in the trailer the windows are all like modern and weird Mm -hmm. so i think the idea is the house is built in a way where they realize like we can't get the fuck out of this house 
but it also appears to be more psychological from that. Nobody comes to get them. Um, it doesn't seem like there actually was a so- storm. Something seemingly supernatural is mm-hmm. happening. It's like... And the family... The... Go ahead, sorry. Go on. I was saying uh, the... Just the... Sorry. <laughs> Stargos. She's the guest. Stargos. Yeah, yeah, Stargos. They, they had a daughter in the movie who was like emo, e-girl person, and it seems like she did some like demonic shit and unleashed something, possibly. Yeah, that's in the synopsis. Um, the main character comes to realize that she and her girlfriend may have something to do with the horrors. So I think, yeah, they might have done some sort of weird demonic thing. Uh, I, I'm mostly attracted to this because the trailer looks really effective. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I apologize, Star, because this is a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I uh, fully expect every time I come on, I was like, Dave's going to find every horror movie that's coming out. Yeah. I was Prisoners of Ghostland, of the Ghostland. F- like, I think it's getting enough hype. That was going to be like, I've been waiting for that for a while. Um, that was another consideration. But this seems to be getting way less hype. It's IFC Films. You can check out the trailer. We need to do something. What do you guys think? I'm intrigued by the premise. Uh, it was yeah. it was it was hard to get a gauge of how exactly the movie's going to go from the trailer. The trailer didn't do a whole lot for me, but the premise is an interesting offer. Yeah, I liked the shot of the dead chugging mouth. Just chugging yes! Listerine, yeah. Because <laughs> he's like chugging it out of terror. Right, he looks like he's desperately drinking this this Listerine. <laughs> yeah, like um, yeah, either he just he just accidentally ate some like demonic shit, or he's they right. just ran out of alcohol in the house and he cannot deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it uh, so yeah, it looks very interesting. I think for a lot of people, because of that like accidental pandemic, um association people might be like oh i'm so sick of this shit because i know there's a lot of let's write a pandemic movie shit coming out mm-hmm. um this was based off a novel um in the novel i guess it was just a bathroom they were trapped into oh. uh, and i and i get why they extended it yeah because that sounds boring it sounds like a bad uh, movie <laughs> yeah. yeah good book bad uh, movie yeah exactly so i don't know check check out the trailer people it, it looks intriguing it might get some leeway because it's not it's not about a disease at all yeah no it's not it's it's about isolation or about being trapped in an uh, inside and i think unlike a lot of movies where it's like escape this area since it seems to have like a supernatural or psychological aspect i think they're going to explain why they can't figure out how to get the fuck out um it seems like it's more complex than that it's not just we're trapped. We're all going crazy. I think there's more supernatural horror at work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's that's my movie. Yeah, we need to do something. Check it out. We need to do something. Uh, and that's a sewed, everyone. We did it. Yeah, we Woo! did it. Oh man, Star, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, of course, of course. I'm happy to come back anytime. Of course. <laughs> um. Anything you'd like to tell the world? Um, so speak, speak it, read, speak it. Read my webcomic, Ruby Whipple, uh, R-U-B-I-W-H-I-P-P-L-E dot com. And uh, a fun thing I've been working on is like I'm part of like the Switch Collective called Racer Trash. And they remix weird mo- like movies and 
kind of vaporwave them and do all sorts of weird shit. Um, you guys would be into it. However, there is like a lot of flashy stuff. So like, Ooh, okay. Seizure warnings on that. But, um, there's, but yeah, they, it's a lot of remixing editors bored over the pandemic who are just like, let's do some weird shit to old movies. I love that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and they That's... and they don't keep the movies up on their Twitch stream because obviously for copyright reasons. So like when they premiere something or put it out, it's kind of just there in the moment and it goes away. It's very like art, weird art shit, and it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that um, I'm reading about it right now. Adam Wingard apparently. Oh, this article lists. Director Adam Wingard and artist and designer Starlene Hodge. Yeah, I was uh, I, I was in it and I was just like, why'd y'all put me in it? I've only even been in right, one of these movies. You're, you're right next to Adam Wingard. That's huge. That's great. Um, yeah, so that, man, shit. I got to watch, watch the shit out of this. I, will, this I will link you guys up the next time it is. But like for everybody else, like yeah. twi- twitch.tv slash racer trash. And they're also on Twitter. People post up like clips that they're working on all the time. It's really weird, funky shit, and it's so much fun. All right, cool. Yeah, check that out. Dave, tell me what we got um, going on. We got a Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/slash/GamefullyUnemployed. If you go on there, there uh, uh, for five dollars a month, you get access to exclusive podcasts such as Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Star Trek: The Next Futurama. Those are all on there. Um, mm. uh, uh, they're one is weekly, one is monthly, one is bi-weekly. It all comes it all comes to like six podcasts a month or something like that. Yeah. That you get for five dollars. And for ten dollars you watch movies every Friday night. That's tonight. With our patrons, we're currently watching the Twilight movies. We sure so, are. You know. we sure I didn't are know you were doing God that. Holy shit. I might tune in tomorrow. <laughs> I th- yeah. Well, tonight, but yeah. Oh yeah, tonight. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Tonight. Tonight. Yeah. tonight. <laughs> we're on the third but one. Yeah, you we're should. on the third one. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, so we're we're greased up. We're really sliding through. Boy, does nothing happen in those movies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we also have a store. The URL is uh, complicated. It's a new one. I don't know it. So just go to GameFlyUnemployed.com. We have the link up there. You can get T-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of things. Check that out. And, uh, you know, leave us a review wherever you're listening to this. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.